Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. Don't let it rain on your spark. Keep it close to your heart. All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy. Cause you rise to the madness. In the morning, it's all gonna vanish. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you. Yeah, when I blow up, I'ma soar high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living all my dreams. If I'm waking up, it's in a foreign land. Whole wrist covered up in ice. Dealership, never ask the price. I hit the molly ball with my dogs. Yeah, I swipe it once without thinking twice. Cause this is what I was made for. Man, I know this what I came for. On a big stage, couple thousand people, they do whatever I say so. Have chicks that color the rainbow. Yeah, chains on me like Django. Be a long way from my tank low. Cause my Tesla charge for them bank rolls. And I'm grinding. Money on my mind and I'm headed to the top. I won't stop until I find it. Write my name in diamonds, but all these lights are blinding. I wonder, is it worth it? Feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah, remind me. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. Don't let it rain on your spark. Keep close to your heart. All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy. Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the dark Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you Since I blew up, everybody telling me that I'm the man. Same people gave me the finger, they reaching out for me to give a hand. In a different city and my pills came, cause this tour don't happen, I feel pain. And the girl with me say she down for life, she don't even know what's my real name. Just try to get what she came for. And ain't nothing I got safe though, cause when the money go wild, everybody get a piece. But it's looking like I ain't on the payroll. Got a big house made out of Play-Doh, and a plastic crown for my halo. But still a long way from my tank low, cause my Tesla charge for them bank rolls. And I'm grinding, money on my mind, and I'm headed to the top. I won't stop until I find it. Write my name in diamonds, but all these lights are blinding. I wonder, is it worth it? Feel like I'm losing my mind, yeah, remind me. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. Don't let it rain on your spark. Keep it close to your heart. All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy. Cause you rise to the madness. In the morning, it's all gonna vanish. Don't be afraid of the time. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you.
hush so my mind could just see so my mind don't erupt at times i feel i can't get enough but i sip a double cup and i spend a couple bucks sending out some love to my blood to my girl to my buds to the homie up above and no more time for picking up to these fakes who ain't around when the time's getting rough six million ways to die so i spit into this truth when i break the lies everybody want to talk but all i hear is lies everybody been fake all i see in the eyes six million ways to die so i spit into this truth when i break the lies everybody want to talk but all i hear is lies everybody been fake all i see in the eyes what's good what's good what's good you gonna let this ride. Had to let you go, let it flow, cry. Can't say we didn't try. I'm bones and flesh, but I don't break. Build walls up so I can't escape. Wish I could say I was okay. Six million ways to die. So I spit into this truth when I break the lies. Everybody wanna talk, but all I hear is lies. Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes. Six million ways to die. So I spit into this truth when I break the lies. Everybody wanna talk, but all I hear is lies. Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all rap, man. Not for them facts, man. A slap to the face. Reality's bad, man. I'm trying to keep it real and keep my stacks, fam. But that's just killing for a rack, rapping in a trash can. That's what you're saying, dog. You need to backtrack. It's how you claim to be a rapper if you can't rap, fam. Not for real. How the fuck you claim to be a rapper? Six million ways to die. So I spit into this truth when I break the lies. Everybody wanna talk, but all I hear is lies. Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes. Six million ways to die. So I spit into this truth when I break the lies. Everybody wanna talk, but all I hear is lies. Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes. Good morning, Buendia, Ohio. Bonjour. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show. I'm your hilarious and highly favorite host, B-Will. How y'all doing this fine morning? We got a big agenda coming up. Big weekend of sports. We got Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open. Haney, Haney, Haney Mukhtar, I got to pronounce his name. Haney Mukhtar's hat trick against St. Louis SC, beating them 3-1. They face Montreal on uh, Wednesday, June 21st. U.S. men's national team beating Canada 2-0 to win the CONCACAF Nations League with a goal by Captain America, Falaran Bolligan, Arsenal man through and through. And we got some Titans updates. D-Hop's visit to New England. Uh, we sending them up to Nashville on a damn Southwest flight. We'll, we'll elaborate on that. The Braves stay hot. They sweep the Rockies. They can prove their record to 46-26. and 26. They're hot this year, leading the NL, I think. And then Boston, of course, sweeps the Yankees. We've been sweeping them. Swept them this last time. I think we took two or three from them uh, the weekend before. Not this past weekend, but the last time we played them a couple weeks ago. And then we'll touch on Job being suspended for 25 games. Big trade in the NBA. Bradley Bill to the Phoenix Suns. And uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Will retired also. So we're going to touch on all that. For now, we'll play some tunes.
time Taking this shit one day at a time You out of your mind Thinking that this is all for nothing One day at a time Taking this shit one day at a time Came from behind the underdog It's far from done with Everything I said I do Head down and up my leverage Learn my lesson Tight as circles Cleaned up who I mess with One day at a time Taking this shit one day at a time You out of your mind Thinking that this is all for Look, I'm predicting my future by taking control of it now. When societal norms pressure my peers, I continued holding my crown. Laughable goals, heavy hitting in advice that they give. That's just how it goes. I'm staying on go. Monopolize a set of skills and chance it whenever I roll. Never rolling over, only one in the backs of the women who get to know me on the surface. Deeper questions won't buy the time that she need with me. That shit is not up for purchase. I told my circle I jackpotted. Now I gotta set the example. Luckily, my catalog rivals any popping artists. Hot with the best that I gamble. Triple sevens every time. How the fuck is it a hit every time? Okay, hold up. This nigga Working like he off a of ketamine high Disassociated from other legions Had to zero in on the process Cause I'm in this shit for the long jab Making use of the omens that God sends You know One day to time Taking this shit one day to time You out of your mind Thinking that this is all for nothing One day to time Taking this shit one day to time Came from behind the underdog It's far from done with Everything I said I do Head down and up my leverage Learn my lesson Tightest circles Cleaned up who I mess with One day at a time Taking this shit One day at a time You out of your mind Thinking that this is all for I've been at the crib going overtime. I wrote a line and coincide, but anybody trying to go for mine was homeless, trying to cope with cousins, overdosing, thoughts of suicide, provoking guns in and out the home and doing things I ain't proud to post. And dropped out, did a lot of motion, dropped out, never stopped the motion, dropped out, then I dropped the bullshit. I just had a threesome last night, black chick, white chick, both of them stuck in a pot of stuff. You down to fuck a walk is up, it's down and down is up. Now I'm going down for what? I just turned down six figures, no deal, now I'm going to my own time. I remember all the cold times, I remember all the fuck. I've been doing this a long time and it's go time till it's over. I I ain't trying to die when I'm sober. I ain't trying to die when I'm older. I love myself. Yeah, I love myself. And I promise if I could, then I would fuck myself. Can't put somebody else above myself. Why I trust you when I trust myself? Trying to claim shit that you did for me, dog. Fuck that. Everything I done done myself. Fuck one day to time. Taking this shit one day to time. You out of your mind. Thinking that this is all for nothing. One day to time. Taking this shit one day to time. Came from behind the underdog. It's far from done with. Everything I said, I do. Head down and up my leverage. Learn my lesson, tight as circles. Cleaned up who I mess with. One day at a time. Taking this shit one day at a time. You out of your mind. Thinking that this is all. I'm back around no more, summer bounce, little squeeze out, squeeze See the indoors when we're falling down. Oversized jumper with her underwear out. Like they're bringing anything to the table. Bro, I'm not your son, see I'm able. I do my own bits. Limited edition, no semi-sync classic shit. I know that you're feeling it. First time I'm coming myself.
All right, all right, all right. Got a couple people in here. Y'all put it in the chat. What's good? What's good? Talk about Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open. Came in at 10 under. Rory came in behind him, 9 under, stroke behind. Both shot even. And Scotty Scheffler came in 7 under, three strokes behind the leader. Ricky Fowler was up going into uh, going into Sunday, and he, he choked. I think he shot like four over. So I hate that. I mean, I was really rooting for him, too. Really rooting for him to try and pull off a win. He ain't had a win in a, in a good bit, especially not a major. So they had to the L.A. Country Club, and everybody was really down on the venue. I mean, the atmosphere sucked. I mean, there wasn't too many people there, but I think that was because they were so exclusive with the tickets, from what I understand. So, I mean, at, at a major, you can't you can't do that. You can't have exclusivity, exclusivity, I can't even say that shit, but uh, you can't have that for a big major tournament, I mean, the fans are what makes the majors, you know, yeah, it's the best guys in the world, but for the same thing that they said to live tour about the atmosphere not being what it should be, they turned around and did the same thing with, with this U.S. Open, I mean, the atmosphere looked like it was shit, so, and, and the players, there were some players that came out and said that too, and this is, you know, one of the worst atmospheres they've had, so, They've got to do better about that. And I think that was just more so the venue. And a lot of people were also disappointed with the what they what they said was maybe the easiness of the U.S. Open, the way the setup that they had at L.A. Country Club. Man, that shit wasn't easy. These guys are the best best players in the world. And 10 under coming in at the, as your final score over four days. I mean, yeah, we'd like to see some three under, four unders as the, the total score. But, I mean, you got to play your balls off the to be coming in at 10 under, man. I mean, you got to hit some good shots. You're The only thing is they that course rewards you for good shots, as it should. You know, it shouldn't. you shouldn't be hitting good shots into some of these greens and the ball just hitting like it's on marble floors and jumping off. You know, the, the course should reward the players with good shots. And it should penalize them for bad shots in that same token, and it did. That rough was, was high as hell. Fairways were sloped. So these guys had to, they had to play good golf, and Wyndham Clark did just that. Rory, on the other hand, I mean, I mean, he played decent on the on the final day, but I mean, he's I think he's just got to keep it simple, man. He hits the ball so damn far, you know. It's it's not it's never a simple game, but for him, it's simpler. That, it's more simple for him than it is for others. To be honest, he go up there, hit his big baby draw into any flag as high as he's hitting the ball too. I mean, I think he just tries to overcomplicate some things. So hopefully, he can get that figured out because he's a really talented guy. And then of course, Scotty, Scotty's gonna. Scotty's going to be there all damn for the next 10 years, it looks like. I mean, he's a monster. He came in at 7-under, and he was all over the place. You know, he that was, he he didn't feel like he was hitting the ball well. So, if he's on, I mean, he's he's unbeatable. He's up there. There's only a couple guys, and I think about it, there's only a couple guys on tour now that when they're truly on, you got your, your Rory's, your Rom's, excuse me, your Rory's, your Rom's, your Schefflers, those are some of the only guys, and I know I'm, and Kepka, you can count Kepka in there too. He's returned to form. Those are the only guys on tour that when they're on, there's absolutely nothing anybody in the field can do about it. Nothing. They're gonna they're gonna shoot mid sixties, low sixties, even even sometimes, and they're gonna win that day, if not tournament, just off them being hot. And of course, I mean, you got Fleetwood. He's been playing extremely well last couple weeks. He came in at five under, tie for fifth. And Cam Smith came in at uh, fourth for six under. That I think it was a twenty million dollar purse attached to this tournament. So uh, 
you know, Wyndham Clark got a good payday along with all the other guys. And it, it looked like it was a decent tournament bar in the atmosphere. But the setup was I, I'm not I'm a fan of the setup. It was all right. But I'm just I'm disappointed in the. How do I say this? I'm disappointed in more so the atmosphere. You know, I felt like it could have been much better. It could have been a much better major as a result of that. So fans are important, obviously. Honey Mucktowers hat trick against St. Louis SC, man. He's a monster. He needs he needs to get a German call up. I know he's Sudanese and German, but I mean, I don't think there's even been a, a whisper of him getting a getting a uh getting a call up to Germany, man. He's he's a monster. He had a hat trick against St. Louis SC. They face Montreal in, in Montreal on Wednesday, June 21st. We got somebody saying, Do you think the atmosphere is being off? Anything to do with the change of landscape, PJ? Uh no, I don't think so, man. Because these people, these these tickets that are being bought to these majors, there's waiting lines for them. So these people are going. The problem with the with the uh the atmosphere was that they were they were exclusive with the with the tickets and it was more of a a corporate function, a more of a corporate tournament, or what they said. That's what I'd seen. So yeah, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of executives and it, there was a lot of celebrities and Instagram influencers and shit there, but they're not controlling the crowds. They're not in the crowds controlling the the weekend, getting on the guys, pushing guys along. They're not doing that. They're they're pushing fucking TikToks and and making business deals and shit like that. But you your average Joe regular fan, they're you're you and I, they're what make these tournaments. Not your influencers. They can post as much as they want. You can get as much engagement as you want. But if if you if you're looking at the damn tournament on TV and you only see a hundred people lining a hole, you're gonna be like, what? I mean, that's that's gonna deter some people from watching it. To be honest, you know. So I don't think it had anything to do with the the change in landscape in the PGA. It might have. You know, some people might have boycotted for all I know. Hell, but I think that was a a minority in that aspect. But either way, I mean, there was some good golf on display. And congratulations to Wyndham Clark. And bummer for Ricky Fowler. I was really hoping he would be able to, to pull that one out. But uh, on the Heine Mukhtar, man, he's been amazing for Nashville SC. Really a revelation for, for them. And, I mean, it, I don't understand why he hasn't gotten even a whisper of a call to, to the German national team. Because they, they lost to, uh, or no, they I think they drew to Poland. And, uh, or no, they lost to Poland 2-0. And drew to fucking uh, Ukraine, and granted they were two friendlies, and Hansi Flick heavily rotated them. But I mean, come on now, this guy's over here scoring goals for fun. And granted, it's the MLS, but the manner that he's scoring these goals in ball striking, left foot, right foot, head, he's creating. They need that, obviously. They didn't score shit against Poland, so. At least give them a give them a run run of games. They're lacking a striker. I mean, they've got Havertz, who's supposed to be going to to Arsenal. Hopefully, we'll hope he goes to Arsenal. But beyond that, they're they're strikerless. I think Mukhtar could give them a give them a change of pace up there up front, and you know, bang in some goals with him. He'd have such a good team around him. If he's banging goals for fun with with Nashville SC, and that you know they're they're good for MLS, but he gets around these top European players top German players that have been in state-of-the-art youth setups, state-of-the-art pitches. Uh, they've just been been groomed to do this all their life since they were four years old. I think he was shine in that atmosphere. 
You know, he was he would bang in goals for them. So I don't they're they're just I think it's maybe some politics involved with that. But they should at least be giving my guy Mutar a look, man. I'll be honest with you. So we got U.S. men's national team defeating Canada 2-0 to win the CONCACAF Nations League. I don't, to be honest with you, what has Canada beat us at? I mean, I'm going to just let that breathe for a second. What have they beat us at? They ain't beating us in hockey. Uh, they damn sure ain't beating us in no damn basketball. You ain't got no Canadian football players. If it, if it wasn't for Drake and Gas, what would Canada be? Besides, they got Niagara Falls, I guess. We can give them that. But if they didn't have them two things, man, it'd be terrible. They damn sure ain't getting us in those sports. We're beating them in hockey now. When's a Canadian team want to... I'm going to look that up. When's the last time a Canadian team has won the Stanley Cup? I want to know that. I need a producer guy like Joe Rogan. I'd spit facts at him. He'd give me the damn answer. That's what I need. Put him in a different room. Give him a laptop. Or her laptop, don't matter. They ain't beat us at shit, man. So we got a goal from Mr. Arsenal for Lauren Balligan. He's had a big season. He had a big season in France on loan again. I think he was with Nice, OGC Nice, I think. But huge season. I think he had 21 goals, three assists. Guy's only 21, 22 years old, young striker, and declared to play for the USA over England and Nigeria. I think he had a chance to play for Nigeria and also maybe Canada, but he chose the United States. They're giving him guaranteed him some playing time, playing him in what position he wants to play in. So man, and he's, and he's, he's returning on his investment already scored a goal in his second game. A good goal too. got a ball over the top. I think he hit it with his chest and bang, hit it on his right foot, right across the goalie's face. Captain America, he's the captain. We'll get into that too later on. And then we had a goal from Richards also, 2-0 to beat Canada. Canada's a pretty damn pretty damn good team to win the uh, CONCACAF Nations League. So a pretty decent, pretty decent win. They also decided to bring back Greg Berhalter. I think his name's Greg Berhalter, their older older coach, the one that uh, was arguing with the players and the players' uh, players' parents. That shit got really messy, him and Gio Reyna. Terribly messy. What are y'all's thoughts on that? If y'all know anything about it, I mean, it's just a whole messy situation, and they're bringing them back now. So I figured they should have went a separate direction with that. It should have been a little more ambitious, I'd say, with their manager. I mean, it, I could understand the want for an American manager, and we've went the route with having a foreign manager when Klinsman was here, and you know he did some decent things with the setup and everything. He didn't. I don't think he lived up to his expectations that the Americans placed on him. But I think they should have they should have tried to go a little different route there, be a little more ambitious. Maybe give it give a call to Yogi Love, the old Germany coach that uh Fonzi Flick took over from. I mean he's he's a winner. He's won a World Cup. He knows how to how to run a setup. He ran the Germany setup for from I think 2006 all the way up until 2018. So he knows what the hell he's doing. At the very least, as in an advisory role, you know, and for all I know, they may have reached out to him. But I mean, those are the type of hirings that the U.S. men's national team should be looking at to really improve the state of soccer in the United States, because there's so much talent that we have here stateside and even abroad that are that are American citizens. With all the military base we have all over the place, there's so much connection all over the world. There's no excuse for the U.S. men's national team. 
at this point, since they've been focusing on it since Beckham's fucking come, which is damn near 15 years ago, they should be doing a little better. And we do have a sort of a, a golden age of talent in the U.S. men's national team. They're young. You got Pulisic. You got Weston McKinney. You've got uh, Brendan Aarons that plays for Leeds United. I hope he, he's a good player. Gio Reyna and Florian Balligan. That's a lot of talent, man. You know, they, and I think maybe the coaches, the manager of the national team's holding them back, but they have a ton of talent that produces in Europe, not to mention the, the talent that's in the MLS. You got Zimmerman in Nashville SC, just off the top of my head. They should be doing a little bit better, in my opinion. But the talent's there. That's not a problem. It used to be a problem in the days of before Donovan and after Donovan a little bit. The talent used to be a problem in the United States, but it's not a, ta- it's not a problem now. Especially when them, they're being used to, to playing with each other a lot. Because a lot of them play on the same team. Like Weston McKinney played this past year at Leeds with Brendan Aaron. So these guys are training together. They're living together. There's camaraderie there already. Apps beyond the obvious country camaraderie. But these guys are playing together. They know what the hell they're doing. So, you know, I, I think they should have went, went a different route with, uh, with that hire. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. But on the topic, of, we'll talk about Florin Balligan. Who I have dubbed Captain America over over on TFTV. I say I at least have dubbed him as Captain America over Christian Pulisic. I know Pulisic produces a little bit more when he's with the, the United States, but this man ain't done shit in Europe. Nothing. Nothing. He he did a little bit in Dortmund. They fleeced Chelsea. I don't know how the hell they did that. Sold him for like 60 million pounds. They fleeced Chelsea. And he ain't done shit since he's got to Chelsea. Nothing. I mean, it's, he, he can't even get a start. And Chelsea's got one of the worst taxes in, in England, considering the, the budget and everything that they have. Terrible. Pulisic, in my opinion, man, and, and this is my opinion, is one of the, he's one of the most overrated players in Europe. You know, he and he's getting linked to a move to AC Milan now. Chelsea's trying to get rid of him because he hasn't produced, hadn't justified that price tag. I don't understand it, man. Is it? And yeah, of course he's, you know, it's it's gonna be hard to look good in that Chelsea setup with uh with the state of their attack. And there ain't been an attacker, a striker, a winger that's looked good since fucking Hazard left. But I mean, he hasn't shown any promise at Chelsea, in my opinion. None. At least my guy Havertz is, you know, he's been decent. He ain't been the greatest, but like I said, nobody's been the greatest at Chelsea over the last couple of years. So Maybe maybe uh, Pulisic can get that move away. Maybe he can go to Milan. I don't even think he'd get he won't get a start at Milan though. So I don't know why he's going to Milan. If Christian Pulisic goes to AC Milan, he's got Rafa Leal ahead of him. That's going to start on the wing on the left. He's not starting over Leal. I don't give a damn what happens. They they could the U.S. could send the same money they send it over to Ukraine to Italy, and and Leal is still going to start over fucking Christian Pulisic. He's a dog. They've got Drewed up up the middle. Pause. And uh, he has a chance to start on the right, maybe. But I don't even I don't even think he'll start on the right over there. And he's not going to play in midfield because they don't they don't play with an attacking midfielder like that. They play with sort of sort of two central midfielders and one at the base, a defensive midfielder. So at most he could be a a rotational option out left, in my opinion. I don't think. And he he doesn't even play that well off the right, so I wouldn't even put him on the right. I mean, maybe if you put him on the put Pulisic on the right, it'll 
it'll simplify some things for him. He could try and beat his guy and go down the line and put a cross in or something, sort of build his confidence up. But he really strives when he cuts in and creates and combines with the midfielders and the strikers and plays off of them. So I don't see how he would do on the right in in Serie A with AC Milan. And that was just, that's just been a link. That's not that's not guaranteed that he's going there or anything, but there's been a lot of rumors that they're interested in him and, and he'd be interested to go to. Of course, he wants to get out of Chelsea. It's been rough for him. But honestly, I'd like to see him go to another Premier League side, maybe like Leeds or somebody that's really direct. Well, they're, they're, they got relegated. Fuck. He could go to a team like Fulham or he could go to a team like Fulham where Clint Dipsy played. They're in a the Premier League now, by the way. He could go to a team like Brentford or something, you know, somewhere, somebody that's direct. Yeah, they might play some defensive football, maybe Brighton. They don't play defensive, but he's not going to get a start over Martoma at Brighton. So scrap them. But if he goes to a team like Brighton, he can play off, play off a guy like Tony who's suspended until January, but they've got Mbomo and they've got that other, that young German striker up there, but he can play off them. And that's where he succeeds when he's running at his opponent in transition, combining with the striker, with the midfielders, that's when he's at his best. When sort of when the game flows through him, I don't. It's not going to flow through him at, at any of those mid-table sides in England, but he'll get a lot more of the ball than he does at Chelsea. You know, Chelsea, he doesn't really. He just gets a bunch of scraps, and he he uh, he gets scraps, and he just you know he's. They're putting him in for the last 15 minutes of the damn game. You can't do shit in that. They'll put him, in, put him on for the last 15 minutes, put him on for the last 20. You're not going to do nothing with that. It's hard to gain some confidence with that. So he's been dog shit in Europe. But, you know, I'll give him a little bail. Hell, he, he could even go to France like Bulligan just did. Bulligan just did. Bulligan at Arsenal. Not going to play with Arsenal at the moment. Gets a good loan to Nice. And bags 20-something goals, and his confidence through the roof. He's, now he's got a starting position on the national squad. He's scoring goals with the national team. You know, that sometimes these players, and I don't know if it's a salary thing. It's probably a combination of everything. But it'd be a salary thing. It'd be maybe some pride of being at a big club and then sort of taking a step down. But you've got to choose what's best for your career, in my opinion. Excuse me. And Pulisic was best for his career. Is be playing week in, week out in a team that somewhat flows through him offensively, that they're going to rely on him just as, just the same as he does for the U.S. men's national team. He knows when he goes out on the pitch for the U.S. men's national team, this team relies on me to create chances. He knows that before he steps on the damn pitch. He knows it. So that's, that's, a, that's created a standard for him during that game that he has to create the chances. He has to be the guy to will them to victory. And he does that more oftentimes than not. But when he's more of a complimentary piece or he's, uh, you know, coming off the bench for 30 minutes as an impact sub, that's tough. You know, it's a catch-22. You, you, they want you to produce in those 30 minutes, but if you don't have any rhythm and you're not used to being that type of player, it's hard to do that. It's incredibly hard to come off, come off the bench and be an impact sub in any sport. You know, the guys that can do that are special players. They should be starting, obviously. You know, but I hope Pulisic figures it out in Europe because that just makes a better team USA, honestly. But they've got a good striker in Bolligan, like I said, man. And until further notice, he's Captain America to me. So we got that.
Once again, U.S. Men's National Team wins the CONCACAF Nations League. Braves stay hot, sweep the Rockies. They improved to 46 and 26. And Boston, or yeah, Boston also sweeps the Yankees. And Boston is now two games behind the Yankees, even though how terrible Boston's been over the uh really the month of June. They were they were horrendous. I felt like every time I looked up, they were losing, 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 losing. But the Braves, I think they had one of the best records in the NL. Talented squad out there. And a lot to be excited for as Braves fans. They've locked up their talent in uh in Acuna's. Albies, and uh, you know they they're a really really good team, well coached team, and they got a pretty good pretty good pitching staff also. Boston, on the other hand, just likes just dirt dirt the talent. They ain't got no damn talent, you know. It's just hopefully we're gearing up for the Otani run. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll find a way to get Otani, bring him to Boston, sort of sort of rejuvenate the franchise because right now this shit is is dire. Beyond dire. Judge has still been out also for the Yankees. Aaron Judge, he's been out with, I think, a toe injury. I think he's missed the last 11 or 15 games, something of that nature. So, Yankees really struggling against the Red Sox. They've been struggling all year against us, to be honest. So, tough, tough weekend for a Yankee fan. It's, just, it's always a tough year for Yankees fans. They ain't won shit. So, we'll see. Let's play some tunes real quick. All right, give me some, give me something to drink real quick. We'll play some tunes and we'll be right back. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around, no more summer bounce, let you squeeze out, squeeze, keep that indoors when we're throwing down, oversized jumper with our underwear out. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around, no more summer bounce, let you squeeze out, squeeze, keep that indoors when we're throwing down, oversized jumper with our underwear out. The heat's coming from a fires, I'd fire to my words We're the worst every time, yeah, that we roll So you know how it goes, I'm a favorite secret, he likes to keep close And if you don't, then you don't You soon will or you won't, if you know, then you know And if you don't, then you don't You soon will or you won't, it's not cause I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around No more summer bounce, little squeeze out Squeeze, see the indoors when we're falling down Oversized jumper with our underwear out I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around, no more summer bounce, little squeeze out, squeeze, see the indoors when we're falling down, oversized jumper with our underwear out. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, hoodie season, see the indoors when we're falling, when we're falling down. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, hoodie season, see the indoors when we're falling, when we're falling down. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around, no more summer bounce, little squeeze out, squeeze, see the indoors when we're falling down, oversized jumper with our underwear out. I'm on the sound, hoodie season, back around, no more summer bounce, little squeeze out, squeeze, see the indoors when we're falling down, oversized jumper with our underwear, underwear out.
crush on my mind Could you see so my mind on the run? At times I feel I can't get enough But I sip a double cup and I spin a couple drugs Sending out some love to my blood, to my girl We also got Ja suspended for 25 games. Ja Wick. Ja Wick suspended for 25 games. Big trade in the NBA. Bradley Bill traded to the Phoenix Suns. Trying to build something out there. They should have kept Monty Williams out there. I don't know what the hell they was doing with that. Just trying to fire somebody just to fire him. Some bullshit. But Bradley Bill out there. That's going to be interesting to see. You know, Bradley Bill's gotten up there in age, but still a talented player there. What do y'all think, Chad? What do y'all think about that Bradley Bill trade to Phoenix? This motherfucker is spill. That would not be good. TFTV coasters, they're on the way. Let's get the topic in here. Let's take some live calls. Let's take some live calls. Let's talk about the we'll talk about the Ja Morant suspension. We'll talk about the Ja Morant suspension. Taking callers, 931. 931- 603-1476-931-603-1476. John Morant, 25-game suspension. Was it too much? Was it enough? Thoughts on the John Morant suspension? Me, myself, I thought it should have been a little more, to be honest. Dude's on some bullshit. Thought he's been on some bullshit. Son of a bitch. Taking calls on the John Moran suspension. On the John Moran suspension, y'all call into the number on the screen. Thinking you should mind your business, turn around and leave. 
Thoughts on the John Moran suspension. Thoughts on the John Moran suspension. 25 games. Call into the number on the screen, 931-603-1476. Got toy guns and shit. Well, he said it was a toy gun. So if I was him, let's cut this music down a little bit. If I was him, here's what I would do. One, who the hell is his publicist? Who the hell is John Moran's publicist? That's what I want to know. Because if I, I would have had that toy gun story, I would have had that shit. <clears throat> I would have had that shit in the tuck immediately after the live went up. Before the dude would even got off the live, I would have said, oh, this is this is a that was a toy gun. But but let's go back even further than that. John Morant should have got with the NRA, the National Rifles Association, and advocated for uh what, what amendment is that? Fourth Fourth Amendment, the right to carry and shit like that. He should have been all over that. All over it with the NRA. Said, I'm gonna advocate for y'all's platform. I'm gonna advocate for gun rights, and he would have he would have beat the case like like Snoop did, like OJ did. He would have beat the case. The NBA couldn't have said nothing. His publicist should have been all over it, man. Job, if you need a publicist, hit me up, dude. I'll let. Well, I ain't gonna let. You, I ain't gonna say I'll let you do whatever you want. You are gonna do whatever you want anyway. But I'll at least be able to clean it up a little better than than the publicist you got now. They they got to do a better job. You brought, you probably wouldn't have been even been suspended if you would have been if I would have been your publicist. Honestly, I don't even think you would have been suspended because I would have had you. I would have had the the gun rights on there. I would have had you doing commercials and shit. I would have had you posting ads on Instagram. I would have had you doing IG live ads for the NRA in a shirt and shit with a flag in the back like Charleston White. I would have had you ready. You wouldn't have been suspended if you would have had me as your. As your uh, as your publicist, I would have flipped that whole script. Now I'm suspended for 25 games, and I feel like he got off light with it. To be honest, that's if it was a toy gun. Irregardless, if it was a toy gun, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have said it was no no real gun. Hell, it was a toy. And the lighter video, when you're, when you're lighting the candle with the gun, we would have already had that out. There's no reason for it just now to be coming out right before the suspension. That shit should have been out. Like I said, that, should, that, that, that video should have been out after the dude, before he even got off the live. Should have been out. Memphis wouldn't have been without their star for 25 games. You know? That's what I would have done. Y'all call in. Let me know what y'all think about John Morant. John Morant, 25-game suspension from the Memphis Grizzlies, handed down on Thursday or Friday, I want to say, by Adam Silver with his new information and shit. He was capping that. That was the new information he had. He built the shit up like he had some, like a like a sealed indictment on Ja or some shit. He, he built it up like a motherfucker, and then it was just the video with the candle. Come on, bro. 
He had everybody excited. Y'all call in 931-603-1476. 931-603-1476. Ja Morant suspension, 25 game. Too much? Too less? What do y'all think? Ridiculous. New information, my ass. What's wrong with that guy? Unbelievable. So Memphis is going to, have to do something now. You know, they, they, they're going to have to figure something out. Dylan Brooks is headed to China. He should be, at least. I don't think he is just yet, but his ass needs to go to China. And uh, they're going to need a, a scorer or at least a facilitator in his absence for 25 games. That's I mean, that's damn near a third of the – that's a quarter of the season. A little over a quarter of the season. So they're going to have to figure something out. They're going to have to figure something out. But, you know, of course people are going to compartmentalize this and look at this as it being a – you know, he, the guy got 25, 25 games for being for toying with a toy gun on Instagram Live. And even being with a flash and a gun, period, that's that's not the point. You know, yeah, he's got a right to carry guns and all that. And this is my view. This is my view. In my opinion. I'll preface all this. This is my opinion. He's brandishing a toy gun, real gun, whatever. He has the right to do that, obviously. I mean, that's within his rights. To, to carry a gun. It might not be a right to have the motherfucker up by his head and shit like that, but irregardless, that's a right of his to carry a gun. But you sign over those rights when you're taking these sponsorship deals, when you're taking over, you know, shoe deals, when you're on Sprite commercials, and when you're wearing a Memphis Grizzlies jersey, you're at the liberty of the owners and the executives of that company, they're not, you represent them. You're not going to, they're not going to want somebody portraying that image as, and when you're the flagship of that franchise or that shoe line or that company, they don't want that. That's a bad look, especially if things go, go south. And then it'll look like they were enabling you, which were the, which they were in that case. But you just, you just can't do that. When you sign those, when you sign those sponsorship deals and you sign those $200 million contracts, that's under the pretense that you are, I mean, you're working, that's your employer. You know, you can't, it's like, it's like somebody working, working a job at, uh, hell, I don't know. We'll use Subway as an example. You're working at Subway. You can't go on social media afterwards saying fuck Subway and, and having toting guns into the store and stuff like that just because you work at Subway. You can't do that. You, it just, you cannot do that. You're at the liberty. You're at the liberty of your employer. You're at the liberty of the person that signs your checks. They, for better or worse, tell you what to do unless you got enough money saved up to where you can say, fuck it. You know, and my, John might have that. But he still, whatever money he has, he'll be cutting himself out of it in the future. He's a 20, he's a young man. He's 22 years old. He should probably tr be trying to run up the bag as much as he can. But hopefully, hopefully he gets on the right path and gets the right guidance around him to where he realizes that, yeah, what you did 
is not wrong by the letter of the law, but it's wrong in any other way. You got kids looking up to you, and you know, like I said, it's not the, it's not the issue of the gun. It's more than that. You can't just you can't just simplify this suspension or this this whole situation to that last instance of the gun. That's that's just you're just looking at it through a, a, a microscope at that point. But if you take a look back at the whole situation and even going back to the article, the Washington Post, the Washington Post, a flagship newspaper that controls narratives that a Washington Post exclusive dropped of you pointing a laser or a gun at somebody in Indian in uh, Indiana after a game allegedly you can't do that you know that that ties into this suspension also then plus the the first IG live video that ties into this he's not getting 25 games for brandishing a toy gun for better or worse there's some people that think that unfortunately a small group of people that think that and that's not right at all it's a culmination of all of it. I'm sure, he's been warned not to, and he did it anyway. I guarantee he was warned not to after the first incident. They're like, "Hey, you need to. We don't want you to do this. We don't want you to brandish brandish any firearms in live videos. Children look up to you. That's that's the big core out of all this. That you got children wearing a man's jersey, and he's going off doing doing silly stuff like that. You got to be a role model." You know, got to be a role model when you're in that position. Y'all call in 931-603-1476. Yeah, 1476. I said that shit, right? What do y'all think about the John Morant suspension, 25-game suspension, and the John Morant situation altogether? Call in. But, you know, it's just when you're a role model, you're held to a certain standard. You're old, You're held to a higher standard than others are held. And when you're a star NBA player and you're a franchise player, you're held to even higher standards should. You're held to higher standards than even some of your teammates and some of your coaches. You know, you're you're the you're the breadwinner. You're the guy that puts puts guys, puts people into the seats. They're coming to see you. And you've got to you've got to maintain that image. You know, he's he's young, 22. He's got plenty of time to figure it out, but the time's running out. And what I'd hate to see is, you know, of course something bad happened to him. Or him to lose his lose his livelihood behind that bullshit, you know. And that's what it is. It's all bullshit, you know. What I hate for him to, is for him not to be in the league because he's such a talented player and he's really important to the city of Memphis and the Grizzlies organization and the state of Tennessee. We ain't had a player like that, basketball player like that, and I don't know how long. Thank you, Heflin. Thank you. So that's why it's important that somebody gets in his head. It don't look like T's going to do it. T's too busy on the sidelines kicking it like he's at a damn, I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. But somebody's got to somebody's gotta talk to him, advise him. An older NBA player maybe, I, I don't know. But just get in his head and let him know. Because what it, the path he's on right now is not a good one. So hopefully the suspension and these, these game checks that he's not going to be getting is a wake-up call to him because that's what he needs. So. Like I said, the 25 game suspension is not the is not as a result of the last IG live video where he's caught brandishing a, a quote unquote toy gun. It's a culmination of the whole situation from him pointing lasers at, at folks in, in Indiana to the strip club incident that the stripper said he was very nice at, by the way. 
money all over the floor and shit. And then the manager of the strip club came out and said he was, you know, he's a manageable guy because he is, you know. But, you know, they, they just got to. Somebody's got to talk to the guy. And if he's already been talked to, he's got to listen. Here we go. Let's play a tune real quick. Let's play a tune. In the meantime, we wait. Let me see. Here we got The Taste of Freedom by Stephen Riddell. All right, all right, all right. We got Jay the Sensei, 25 games is solid, third of the season. Jaws been getting injured and be out that much on. Yeah, you're right about that. Let's just hope he's not injured outside of those 25 games, you know. But I think 25 games is good enough. You know, some people were, I thought he might have got a year, but that was just me being a little sensationalist. But, you know, like like I said in the, in the lead up, I think before you were on maybe, you know, this this is not a... This is not a compartmentalized suspension. This is not just about this last IG live video, like some say. This is this is way more than that. It goes back to the him pointing a gun at somebody in Indiana, allegedly, and and uh, and pointing a laser at a guy. Can't do no shit like that. Come on now. Can't do shit like that. Taking callers, 931-603-1476. 931-603-1476. Ready to talk about Titans in the final hour? 
We're going to touch on, oh, man, yeah, let's talk about Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Lemon Pepper Lou Will retires. How many years did he play in the league? Should be about 12, 13 maybe. Let me see real quick. Lemon Pepper Lou Will. A good career. One of the best six men in history, in my opinion. From Memphis. I didn't know he's from Memphis. Damn. How long of a career did my man have? 16-year NBA career. 16-year NBA career, averaging 14 points. Majority off the bench. That's insane. That's insane. Such a good player. Household name. Every every city he played for, played in. And also Magic City in Atlanta. Household name. He probably put some kids through college. Charitable man he is. Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Bro's born in 1986. What was that? Nine. 36 years old. And he could probably still drop some buckets on folks, too. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Congratulations on a great career. Made some bread. Did his thing. What else we got? What else we got? We talked, touched on golf, touched on Wyndham Clark's victory in the U.S. Open. We hit that earlier in the show. Heine Mukhtar's hat trick against St. Louis SC with them beating them 3-1. Touched on the U.S. men's national team. Captain America with a goal for Lauren Bolligan. U.S. men's national team defeating Canada 2-0 to win the CONCACAF Nations League with the interim coach. Big thing for them. We also touched on the Braves who stayed hot, swept the Rockies. Boston swept the Yankees, of course. Jaw suspended for 25 games. Bradley Bill traded to the Phoenix Suns. Thoughts on that, chat? What do y'all think about the Bradley Bill trade? I think Phoenix trying to acquire some firepower. I still don't think they'll do shit, though. So that'll give them... What was Who was part of that Bradley Bill trade? Let me see. Look that up. Bradley Bill trade. Here we go. Of course, the Washington Wizards trading Bradley Bill to the Phoenix Suns a couple days ago on the 18th. Yesterday, actually. Let's see if we can get the comp here. Or have they even released the, the compensation yet? I'm not seeing the compensation. Chad, who who did they trade? Who did uh who did Washington get in return for Bradley Bill? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got Chris Kardashian. I mean, Chris Paul. Laundry Shamit. Second round pick. Several second round picks and a pick swap. I knew they were getting rid of Chris Paul. He had he had to get away from the West Coast. This man got caught by Kanye laying in, laying in his damn bed, bro. He had to get out from the West Coast. Now he headed to D.C. So here we got a big three of Durant, Booker, Bradley Beal. So they're probably going to go small, pause. With Durant, sort of uh, play some Warriors-like ball. They got Book's a good shooter. Beal's a relatively good shooter. And, of course, Durant is a very good shooter. So we'll see what they do there. They still got Aiton out there. So I don't think they should have got rid of uh, Honey Williams, though, honestly. He's a really good coach. 
just didn't pan out for them. And they had a lot of injuries down the stretch down there in, in uh in Phoenix. And Chris Paul wasn't playing the best. He wasn't helping. So let me see. He going back to the Clips. Hey, he can't leave L.A., bro. He he got too much punani lined up out there, bro. Can't leave. You can't leave all your women like uh, in the city on short notice like that, man. He he ain't trying to go. He might have some work out out in D.C. I mean, he's an NBA player. I'm sure he's married, but he still he can't leave his work. He got he got too much out in L.A. He ain't leaving. He ain't leaving the West Coast. Phoenix was probably a little too far for bro anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't blame him, bro. I'd rather stay out there in LA making that paper too. Honestly. Man, let's We get to we get to about 710 7:05. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the Titans and them cheap fucking this cheap. I can't call them cheap. Well, I I might be able to call them cheap cuz hell, they ain't paying She's putting a little bit on the stadium, but hell, most of that's coming from the hotel taxes and shit like that. Tennessee is footing the bill for the stadium. We're gonna talk about the cheap ass, the cheap ass Titans and how how cheap these fuckers are. We'll talk about Titans for the rest of the hour. Fuck this shit, man. That's ridiculous. All right. So, of course, for those that don't know. DeAndre Hopkins has visited the Tennessee Titans. He visited during C. He came to Nashville during CMAs. Looked like he enjoyed himself a lot. Met with the players. Met with the organization. Met with Raves. From all accounts, very good visit. Once he got there, we flew the man on fucking Southwest. Didn't charter a flight. This guy's on a Southwest flight. He's a premier free agent that we're trying to attract, and we're flying him in on fucking Southwest. Southwest. I fly Southwest. Hop shouldn't be flying Southwest. I fly Southwest. He shouldn't be. Get this man a charter flight and charter him to Nashville. He shouldn't be flying fucking Southwest. Shit pissed me off, man. Like it's ridiculous. And from what I from what I hear, D Hop is he likes his nice things. He's a little bougie. If we don't get him, I'm blaming the Southwest flight. If we, I'm sure, we'll probably put the same, close to the same offer as New England. That's what it looks like it's down to. It's looked like it's down to us and New England. If we have the same offer on the table, there's no reason for him to go to fucking New England. Excuse me. Mac Jones ain't shit. Tannehill's better quarterback than Mac Jones. Hell, I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say Malik and, and Levis are better than Mac Jones. I might have went a little too far there. But there's no reason to go to New England. Our defense is better than New England. Belichick's been, been a little rusty without, without, without Brady. Frable, players coach. More players coach than Belichick. Come to Nashville. He liked country music. He, he looked like he was enjoying it. Come to Nashville, D-Hop. Disregard the cheapskates sending you up on a Southwest flight. That's like... That's like say you messing say you messing with messing with you know you got got a little like CP you got a little thing you just moved you out in DC you got a little thing in, in Southwest I'm talking for regular folks me us regular folks not not no NFL players you got a little thing out in Phoenix that you you talking to 
You fly her out. You're not flying her out on fucking spirit. You're not doing it. Southwest. Maybe JetBlue. I've done that. Maybe I've, I've, I've done JetBlue. Not fucking spirit. That's the equivalent of what we just did. Granted, we rectified a little bit when he got into damn the SUV and he had his he had his jersey, his number 10 jersey, and uh welcome to Nashville, DeAndre. You know, that that was cool. That was cool. But it, it got on social media, so I'm sure New England just one upped it. But and bad for the who's who's that rookie? We had a rookie that just got number 10. <laughs> I think he's an undrafted guy. He just got number 10. They're like, fuck you. You know, we, we're getting D-Hop. We're snatching a jersey off that man's back. But, yeah, you got your old lady. You're not flying her on spirit, dude. It's not happening. So, I mean, chat, what, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all think about this man flying, the, the organization flying this man D-Hop on Southwest? Like, so here, here's the thing. It could have been possible. It was it was a late. I'm going I'm to try to throw some bait. It could have been a late minute visit. You know, it could have been decided at the last minute. But charter that man a flight. Don't fly him on Southwest. I'm going to be pissed if we don't get him. And, and the uh, the offers are damn near the same. I'm going to be heated. I'm going to be pissed. Be heated. Callers, what do y'all think? Y'all call in 6093163-1476. Let me see. Let me get this damn thing up one quick. Not that, some bitch. Hold on. Damn it. Man. So I mean that's just that's just that's just ridiculous, man. If we don't get them and the offers are the same, I will blow a gasket. Because that's what we need. Our receiver room is terrible. Terrible. We don't have any playmakers out out wide. We got Burks who hopefully he can stay healthy. We got Chig, it's tight end. So he's got to be utilized like a like a gadget guy to try and even get the most out of him. But I mean, we can't if we're seriously trying to get this guy, we can't be flying him on fucking Southwest, bro. Cannot be flying him on Southwest. Let's see if we can get this son bitch up. 
turn and make some tunes. Make some tunes. Play some tunes. Let's play this some bitch. Well, we just took a loss. You don't want to play this shit. We just took a major loss flying fucking D-hop up on Southwest, man. Unbelievable. Be right back. Let me relax. Stop assuming what we doing. Keep it moving. What we doing? Cause it can get dangerous. Cause it can get dangerous. Please don't play no games with me. I promise I'm too much. Ay, I can never let up even if you had enough. Ay, this ain't for the faint of heart. We always playing rough. I had enough. It ain't luck. I needed a vision. I needed ambition. I needed a mission to be the submission with no intermission. I see the collision. The crash in the distance. They coming off track. No. Now when they ask what's the motive, don't talk like the show. They all about to see what I mean in the moment. I got to keep going. I'm shaking the dice and I'm keeping it rolling. They already know no other plans, you don't need to understand. Hey, we all know the time, you don't need to understand. Hey, you just show them how to do it when you don't know what to say. Tell me how you plan to win if you plan to play the Moving fast, already gone. Yeah, but you bringing me back. Try to double cross me, dog. Just let me relax. Stop assuming what we doing. Keep it moving what we doing. Cause they can get it. Don't be afraid of the dark, be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you, baby Don't let it rain on your spark, keep it close to your heart all of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the dark Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you yeah, when I blow up, I'm a sore high like Peter Pan. In real life, be living all my dreams. If I'm waking up, it's in a foreign land. Whole wrist covered up in ice. Dealership, never ask the price. I hit the molly ball with my dogs. Yeah, I swipe it once without thinking twice, cuz this what I was made for. Man, I know this what I came for. On a big stage, couple thousand people, and they do whatever I say so. Have chicks that color the rainbow. Yeah, chains on me like Django. Be a long way from my tank low, cause my Tesla charge for them bank rolls. And I'm grinding money. 
on my mind and I'm headed to the top. I won't stop until I find it. Write my name to diamonds, but all these lights are blinding. I wonder, is it worth it? Feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah, remind me. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Not every light is gonna guide you, baby. So let it rain on your spark. Keep close to your heart. All of the pressure's gonna drive you crazy Cause you rise to the madness In the morning it's all gonna vanish Don't be afraid of the time Be careful with stars Not every light is gonna guide you Since I blew up, everybody telling me that I'm the man. Same people gave me the finger, they reaching out for me to give a hand. In a different city and my pills came, cause this tour don't happen, I feel pain. And the girl with me say she down for life, she don't even know what's my real name. Just try to get what she came for, and ain't nothing I got safe though. Cause when the money go wild, everybody get a piece, but it's looking like I ain't on the payroll. Got a big house made out of Play-Doh, and a plastic crown for my halo. But still a long way from my tank low, cause my Tesla charge for them bank rolls. And I'm grinding, money on my mind, and I'm headed to the top, I won't stop it. Until I find it, write my name in diamonds, but all these lights are blinding. I wonder, is it worth it? Feel like I'm losing my mind. Yeah, remind me. Don't be afraid of the dark. Be careful with stars. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Turn the damn music off. Shit, a little mid. I ain't gonna lie. It does a job, though. It does the job. Here we go. Still talking Titans. Still talking Titans. Training camp's right around the corner. I think training camp starts next week. I want to say the 20... I think a week from today. Maybe the 26th. Maybe the 26th. Either the 26th or the 28th training camp starts. And it's from draft day... The expectations might have been that this would be a, a quarterback battle going into camp. Well, it, it might have been a battle for a couple hours because because Tannehill's got it in the bag from everything that everything that we've heard. Yeah, Vrabel and Carthen said that, you know, Willis and Levis are coming in to compete and compete for the job. And, you know, nobody's a starter, but this guy's a starter, bro. Tannehill's starting at least the first couple games of the season. Now, we'll see. We got a tough stretch. For the first couple games of the season, so we'll see how far it lasts. But it looks like he'll be starting, and as of now, lucky for him, the problem ain't him. The problem is the receiving room. But hopefully we'll see if Tim Kelly will be able to scheme some shit up and be able to scheme some guys open and uh, put us in the position to succeed. That's the most important thing. Because we were not put in the position to succeed uh, this past year by Todd Downing. You know? The only thing succeeding with Downey was, I can't even say it, was the damn, well, he didn't even succeed at the sobriety test. So he didn't succeed at shit. You know, even even Henry sort of regressed a little bit. But that's that's due to age more, more often than not. But I'm more excited for Tajay Spears, I'd say. I mean, I, I really think he'll do a good deal of, uh, a good deal to sort of make this offense more dynamic. 
uh, less predictable when he's on the field. Because when Henry's on the field, let's be honest, I mean, we're, we're pretty predictable. You know, there's when he's on the field, we've got it's, – it's tough on the offensive coordinator because he's only got 60%, 70% of his playbook to truly be able to, to call when Henry's on the field. He's, 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 he's one-dimensional, but he's really, really, really good at that one dimension. You know, he's one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league at that one dimension. So the trade-off heavily weighs in Henry's favor. Don't get that wrong. But on the aspect of being, you know, creative, being unpredictable offensively, it's just not there when he's on the field. You know, it's hard to run a lot of misdirection. You can't really run a lot of zone read with him. and defenses just aren't biting on anything else if Henry's in the game. You know, that's the the respect he commands, but he just I don't I don't know, man. It's just it's rough with him on the field and it's rough it's rough to watch when it's not working and I know it's even more rough on the offense coordinator when he knows that he can only call a certain amount of his playbook with him on the field because Henry's so one-dimensional. But Henry has of course improved in the in the pass catching He's gotten a little better at pass blocking. That's not his strength. Pass blocking isn't. But he's definitely gotten a lot better coming out the backfield. Hell, he was, I think, our fourth fourth best receiver yards-wise last year. You know, that's pitiful. But, you know, that was a result of some long screen passes and whatnot. But he's gotten extremely – he's the hardest worker on – one of the hardest workers on the team. He's gotten extremely good for his standards coming out the backfield. You know, I, I didn't think he would have been able to do it when he first when we when he first drafted him when we seen his big ass going through those going over those uh not pillow looking things, but the damn dummies. And he's knocking all the dummies over and shit, man. He's he's made a hundred percent change since then. Footwork wise, he's always been probably an ample professional, but just physically begin be getting a little more quick and uh navigating his game to suit the demands of the NFL with the, you know, getting more more lateral quickness. He's done an excellent job at that. And he's he's done a great job for the Titans. You know, I wouldn't have been mad to see him leave just because he deserves to maybe get a get a change of scenery if he wants. He deserves whatever he wants with the amount of work he's put in for this organization. So But it don't look like he's going anywhere. Hopefully, of course, Bayard came back for the uh, the mandatory bit of uh, OTAs. So that's a good sign amidst the contract talks. To, well, we asked the dude to have get a damn pay cut. And that's sort of that's sort of jacked up. But he's the highest one of the highest paid safeties in the league, and he's he's approaching the wrong side of thirty. So you know this NFL is a business. Can't you got to separate emotions from the business aspect? of the league, you know, emotions is what gets you fucking AJ Brown traded away or, or guys not getting paid. There's, there's not too much log logic and shit like that. Granted, we haven't really had a guy that's been worth paying in the last couple of years, rookie wise, when it comes up on their, on their rookie deals, you could, you could argue Conklin, but he was coming off an injury that year. And, you know, you just didn't know what type of tackle he'd been. It'd be nice to have now, but he also commands a shit ton of money. So you just don't. It's hard to say, but uh, definitely AJ shouldn't have been traded. We know that for damn sure.
Let me see if we can get one of these captions going. Da -da 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 -da. Hell no. But chat, what do y'all think? What do y'all think? 931-603-1476. Thoughts on the Titans? Thoughts on D-Hop coming up on a Southwest flight? Thoughts on the quarterback, quote-unquote, battle that ain't a fucking battle with uh between Tannehill, Levis, debatably, and Malik Willis? You saw Levis getting ripped on Twitter for missing a net a couple, it was a week or so ago, man. That's that's the type of stuff that, you know, it's sort of, I'm sure that's the stuff that grinds Rabel's gears when shit like that gets leaked. And of course they don't, the team doesn't have any control over what what journalists put out and what, what videos a journalist put out. But football is one of the only sports, now that I think about it, football is one of the only sports where they let journalists come out to practice and openly film practices like that. Of course they're select practices. And where they can do it on such a, a consistent basis. So in soccer over in Europe, they don't let them do that that much. And the the fo the parts of practice they let them they let them film are like really like stretching and just doing some some damn drill work. Granted, what Levis was doing was a drill, but that's more sort of more intensive than a drill. When I say drill in soccer, I'm talking like kicking into an itty bitty ass net. It's not much. Baseball, you don't see you don't see them. Uh, journalists there filming, filming these. Oh, yeah, you do see it a little bit, not to the extent of football and how regular and often it is, though. You know, so that's just. And then, of course, fans run with it. Or, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, it's you're invested in the team, and you see, you see something really that bad. But you also, in that same token, you got to understand that. I mean, we're talking about practice. This is practice. You know, he had accuracy. He has accuracy issues. He's admitted he has accuracy issues, but he's working on that shit. He's a rookie. You got to give him time. You know, Mahomes didn't start for a year when he was at the Chiefs. And of course, I'm not comparing him to Mahomes, but I'm I'm saying from a quarterback perspective, the learning curve when you get to the NFL from college is pretty steep. Not many guys come in right off the bat. And just hit the ground running like that. Rogers sat for a year. Many guys sat for the year. I prefer my quarterback to sit for a year. But in this case, with the state of our roster, the lack of receivers, and just I don't think that we'll honestly make a long run into the playoffs. I'm in favor of playing Levis or whoever we think is ready between Willis and Levis, playing them early. Go ahead and get them out there maybe by game game four, game five, and just let them have it. Let them have the reins. Let them get acclimated to the speed of the game. Willis can use that a lot because his when he gets in the game, it just looks like everything is so fast for him. And that's because he doesn't have reps, in-game reps. That's the only way you get better at that. You don't get better at that in practice. That's the catch-22 with Willis that I think we'll see is his problem in my opinion, from what I see from him, when I've seen him in person, I've seen him, you know, on TV, both. It's the same thing I see is he has a problem adapting to the speed of the game. You know, things are a lot different, whether that's and that starts with being in the huddle. It starts with getting the team back to the huddle. It starts with calling the plays in the huddle. And even more, it's even more prevalent 
after the ball snapped. And he's he looks like a headless chicken sometimes. Just because the game is really fast to him right now, he's not really, he hasn't acclimated to it. He's not used to it. He used to being at liberty. The game's a lot slower. He's in control of everything. He's not huddling up. He's looking at the defense the whole, the whole 35 or 40 seconds. He's seeing everything. He's processing information as soon as that whistle's done. At Liberty, he's processing information of what the defenses are doing, personnel groups that are on the on the field that aren't. When you're in that huddle and you're you're getting a play call that's freaking, and this is something that Kelly has, has streamlined from what I understand, making it two, three-word plays. But you have plays that are complex where you're calling out motions. You're calling out play designs. You've got plays that are 10 or 15 seconds, 10 seconds to read off, you know, five to 10 seconds to read off. You've got to do that. And then you get to the, you get to the line of scrimmage. You only got 20 seconds left at most. That's if you got in and out on time. At that point, you got to, Willis has to look at the field, see the personnel that's on the field, see where they're lined up, see what they're trying to disguise, do blitz, set up line protections. And audible off anything if he sees something's not right. All that just looks so fast to him. You can't fix that in practice. That's not something you can fix in practice. That's something you fix through game reps, through preseason helps a lot with that. But even preseason is not as fast as the regular season. That's the catch-22 with all quarterbacks and more so with Willis right now. So, in my opinion, Levis should have a leg up on him in that respect because he's been in a pro offense shit dating back to Penn State when he was at Penn State. And he ran a pro, pro offense last two years in Kentucky. So I think he'll have a leg up on on uh, Willis in that respect. But Willis looks more tuned, more fine-tuned right now, throwing-wise and, uh, you know, footwork-wise. And Willis looks extremely confident in practice. Granted, it's practice, but he looks extremely confident. Extremely confident. So it remains to be seen. Either way, I bet my bottom dollar that uh, Tannehill will be starting week one and up until, I say, Halloween. That Halloween game, there's a game right before or right after Halloween. If Willis or them come in, it'll be that game. Because we've got a really tough stretch them first six games. But even then, I don't see... I don't see Vrabel making that wholesale of a change unless these guys are just blowing the water, blowing a Tannehill out the water in practice for one, because he, you know, he made that wholesale of a change his first year. Granted, that was his first year and he had to sort of make a statement to the locker room and put his footprint on the team when he changed Tannehill in for Mariota. But from what I understand, Mariota was getting tore up on the practice field by Tannehill anyway. You know, Tannehill, he's got a better arm than him. He, he probably was much more. I can't say much more of a leader, but he seems like he was much more vocal than Mariota was. He just, by personality, he seems like he was much more vocal. So that decision was, I can't say it was easy, but, you know, it it aligned and it made sense at the time for Rabel to make that decision with that being his first year, him making a statement for the team, for the locker room, and the win, and it obviously worked out. I mean, it changed the the tune of everybody. Henry improved. The whole team improved. So hopefully, well, I hope Tannehill succeeds first and foremost. Hope he succeeds. I hope he won a ton of fucking games. But if that's not the case, then, I mean, 
We've got two shots at it with Willis and Levison. I don't give a damn who it is, to be honest. I don't care who it is between the two of them. I just want us to have a good franchise quarterback that has tools to just to, to be great, for lack of better words. Like, you know, Willis has the tools to scramble, to get away from pressure, to evade pressure, just to manufacture plays out of nothing. You need that to win games in the NFL. You have to because defenses are so good. There's so many good pa- pass rushers in the league. You either need somebody very hypermobile like Willis and with a strong arm, or you need somebody sort of heavy like Levis that's going to sustain sustain some hits, bounce off guys sort of sort of like Ben Roethlisberger used to do, and still be able to move and throw. <clears throat> Levis can do that. Tannehill, he can do that to a certain extent, but he's he sort of passed it. And his he has a strong arm, but he doesn't have a Levis arm, I'd say. You know, Levis is a fucking cannon. But you need that in today's NFL guys, quarterbacks that are able to manufacture, create plays out of nothing, extend plays. You can't just go on other days where you can just have a pocket quarterback sit back there on the spot and sit there for five seconds going through all your progressions and, and make good throws all the time. It, it don't happen like that anymore. These guys are too fucking fast. Uh, rush guys are too fucking good. Corners are too fucking big. And these these quarterbacks now aren't, they're not cerebral like a Brady or a Manning was anymore. There's For one, we've got a lot of young quarterbacks in the league, so that can come with time. As a collective across the league, a lot of these quarterbacks are young. But that cerebralness, to be able to sit in the pocket and just pick guys apart like Rodgers. Even Rodgers really doesn't do that. Rodgers gets away and evades a lot. But your guys like Brady, that prototypical pocket quarterback, Brady, Manning, that shit ain't flying now. That shit ain't flying. And it's good to watch when it does, but, man, that shit ain't happening. But even Mahomes, he's not overly, uberly athletic. He's got an uber-talented arm, and he can evade. So... That's sort of what I'm hoping to see out of out of Levis in that in that respect is he's he's athletic as hell, but he really needs to show off that arm and maybe not take some chances, but but uh make some big throws, man. That's what we need. Chad, what are y'all thinking about the the quarterback situation for the Titans? Tannehill, Levis, and Willis. Willis is looking really good in practice, supposedly. Levis is not, and Tannehill's of course looking crisp like a veteran should, but. We're going to see. Like I said, if there's going to be a quarterback change, I foresee it happening around in or after Halloween time, honestly. But I'm hoping there's not a a quarterback change, obviously. I'm hoping Tannehill succeeds. I hope he does well. And I hope we win a lot of fucking football games. What else are we going to touch on? What else? Only 30 minutes remaining. It's been a very good stream so far. Thanks to everybody that joined. Thanks for all the comments. Appreciate y'all. Here we go. We touched on job. We touched on Bradley Bill. Touched on Lemon Pepper Lou Will. Touched on the baseball. And we touched on golf. So once again, uh, we'll be back. So this is going to be be a recurring show. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll be doing this from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And uh, we're going to make a thing out of this. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Sports section morning show presented by TFTV. We got donations in the top left. It's much appreciated for the stream. 
It'll all be used to to improve the viewing experience, not to mention other projects within TFTV. We've got podcasts coming up. The second studio is built and ready up for barn. Got a couple wires and some orientation that needs to be fixed. But other than that, the second studio is ready. Podcasts will be coming soon. We'll have merchandise coming soon. And donations help towards all that. And follow, make sure you subscribe to us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on YouTube, TFTV Sports. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that shit. Follow us on there. Show us support. Comment, like, subscribe. We appreciate all the support. All of it. Let's see if we can play some tunes. So my mind on the rock At times I feel I can't get enough But I sip a double cup Then I spin a couple bucks Sending out some love to my blood To my girl, to my buds To the homie up above And no more time for picking up To these fakes who ain't around When the time's getting rough Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes Loved you till my tears went silent If this is war, I don't think I can fight it Had to let you go, let it flow, cry Can't say we didn't try I'm bones and flesh, but I don't break Built walls up so I can't escape Wish I could say I was okay Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes That's a rap man, not for them facts man, a slap to the face, reality's back man, I'm trying to keep it real and keep my stacks fam, but that's just killing for a rack, rapping in a trash can, that's what you say your dog, you need to backtrack, it's how you claim to be a rapper if you can't rap man, not for real, how the fuck you claim to be a Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes Six million ways to die So I spit into this truth when I break the lies Everybody wanna talk but all I hear is lies Everybody been fake, all I see in the eyes
back we're back we're back we're going to talk arsenal for the last 15 minutes or so transfer rumors with arsenal we had a uh forlorn ball again he looks like he's going to be on his way out they also they're going to have talks after the international break it's according to various reports u.s men's national team forlorn ball again that is uh they'll have talks him and his agent will talk with arsenal when he gets back off the international break that he's on now uh just to see where he's going to end up because there's going to be a lot of interest. He's got interest from AC Milan. He's got interest from teams all over, clubs all over Europe. Got some Premier League interest, some Serie A interest, and, of course, he's still got some some interest in Liga over in France. So he's going to be a prized commodity for us, and I think we hopefully Arsenal will be able to sell him for, you know, 40 million pounds with a, with a buyback would be amazing. But I think it'll it'll probably end up being around thirty million pounds for the fee with a buyback. Hopefully, we can have a buyback, and if we don't have a buy buyback, a hefty sell on percentage for his next transfer that he probably will have. He's going to be an exceptional player. Arsenal just don't have the room for him. Honestly, you've got Jesus at the striker role now. Martinelli eventually can transition to that role, and there's been rumors that we're getting Havertz, Kai Havertz, the German from Chelsea to be in that role and, and help facilitate facilitate things. So sort of a ball again, it's just the wrong place or the right place, just wrong time being an Arsenal at this time. Uh, who else? We've got, you know, the Declan Rice rumors from uh, West Ham to Arsenal. They've sort of cooled a little bit. Those will probably, if I, if I could guess, they'll probably come to a head when he returns off the international break. Transfers are sort of dying down now while, while these players are off for their international breaks, except for the Saudis who are coming in and buying all these fucking players. Chelsea didn't been able to offload Ziyech, uh, Kula, uh, Kula Bayou, and uh, Neves is also going to Saudi. And they have another player, Chelsea do, that are looking. Lukaku was possibly going to, to Saudi, but I think he just turned that down. So they're getting some, uh, some good players over there. They'll have Ronaldo. They'll have Ruben Neves. They'll have... Kaladu uh, Kabayu, I can't even produce, pronounce his name. Apologies. Uh, Hakeem Ziyech, I think he's going to play with Ronaldo on his team. on uh, Not his team, but the team he plays on over in Saudi Arabia. So they're getting some talent over there, and that, that might be something worth watching over there with all those players. It'd sort of be like the, the Wild Wild West of the MLS when they had all these random guys just over here spread out all over the league. It's going to be fun to watch, to be honest. Anytime it's fun to watch guys like that that are long as, you know, granted that they're taking it serious, of course, but as long as they're 
serious about their the shape they're in and their game. They haven't just fell off a cliff. That's fun to watch when they're playing guys that are way below their level, to me at least. I like to see that shit when they're just out there just cooking. Love to see that type of shit. So the Saudi League might be, you know, might be worth watching. At least the first couple, you know, the big games at the very minimal. You know, the way, but the route they're going looks like it'll be fun to watch. Other than that, transfer rumors with Arsenal. I think we got Romeo Lavia from Southampton to possibly replace Granite Jacko, who's leaving and going to Bayer Leverkusen. That hasn't been it's all but confirmed at this point. Also talks of Thomas Partey leaving Arsenal, maybe going to Syria. Those broke motherfuckers out there probably ain't even going to be able to put in a good bid for Partey, but being able to get maybe $35 million for him, that could go to possibly the Caicedo Fund, the Moises Caicedo from Brighton, being able to get him. That would be an excellent bit of business if we're able to pull him, Rice, and Havertz off. I'd be very, very, very happy with that. And then from that point, we would just be able to try and find a market opportunity with getting a, a center back, a right center back or a right back to give us some more depth defensively, even though Caicedo could fill in those roles and that could be the depth potentially. And I think Arteta might be able to swing that, but I think he'd still want a defender in there because at this point, Rob Holden's coming in to play right back or right center back if Saliba's out. And we saw how that turned out. He's, he's a liability. But <clears throat> beyond that, we've got Tierney. There's been a report that came out of, Granted, I don't think it was a very good source, but I'll say it nonetheless. But of Tyranny possibly staying at Arsenal and not going to uh, a lot of rumors with him have been going to Newcastle for 30, 35 million. I'd rather go ahead and, and move on from Tyranny myself, try and cash in on him and use those funds to upgrade the team elsewhere. That's what I would rather do. But he's also, he'll provide really good depth for Zinchenko at the left back position. And I think that left back is going to be the left-back position is going to be used a lot differently than what we saw being used last year. Of course, when Zinchenko plays, I think he'll probably be, he'll help in all three phases, in the build-up phase, and he'll also help a lot in the in the third phase. But I don't think he'll be sitting in the, in the second phase in midfield as often as he did last year. I think he'll be more forward possible. I think Arteta's going to tweak some things. That's contingent on us getting Declan Rice, of course, and if we were able to get Caicedo, I definitely do not see him, do not see Zinchenko, you know, piddling around in the midfield while we're in the final third. I think he'll be close to the forward line combining there, honestly. So we got that. And then what else do we have with Arsenal? The top of my head. Nuntavaj, uh, he should be getting sold or at least sent on another loan maybe this coming year. I don't think we'll sell him. But he would he would be good to get another loan. I'd like to see him get a loan to a Premier League side, to one of those teams, like a Brighton or something. I think Brighton would do really good with him, but they got a Stupian, so they're not going to... They could use him in Europe, since they'll be in Europe this year. Uh, a Brentford will be nice, but they've got Hickey that they're using out there. So I'd like to see him get a loan somewhere, maybe not France. I mean, I think he did, he did okay at Marseille, but I'd like to see him somewhere in England. Getting a getting a loan deal. Sambi Lakonga's <clears throat> uh rumored to be on the way out. So I think we we just need to cut our ties with him and try and uh if we can't make what we sold him for, sold him at a little bit of a cut price because he just hasn't been able to cut it. I don't think he did. He didn't do terribly at Crystal Palace.
But he's just it's he's proven that he's not ready for Arsenal at this moment, especially where the project's going. And he's just he's not he doesn't fit us really. So he he's more of an attacking. We play it. We try to force him into the six. He's not a six at the moment. He could be later on in his career, but right now he's not a he's not a six. He's more of a like a, a regista eight, a sort of sit back and deep line playmaker ish eight. But we don't need that anymore. You know, we don't we don't play a double pivot, and uh, we need from that eight. We need to get some attacking contribution, and he doesn't provide that. You know, Willick would have been nice, but of course the deal we got for Willick, you can't pass that up. But Sambi Lakonga was just a not a very good bit bit of business. But if we can if we can make back what we bought him for, then you know it is what it is. You just cut your losses there. Uh, who else do we talk? Holding. If we can get a center back in to replace him, he needs to go. He's dead weight, and he's just—he's a liability. He's good in the locker room, but he's a liability on the field. So, where this team's going, having Champions League, competing on four fronts on the Premier League, Champions League, Carabao Cup, and the FA Cup, holding is only good enough for two of those competitions at best. You know, he's not good enough to play in the Prem for us. Of course, he's good enough to play for some mid-table teams. Of course. He's not good enough to be. I'd be. I'm worried if he's starting in the Champions League. I'm hell. I'm really worried if he starts in the Carabao Cup or FA Cup. But you know, those are sort of lower on the totem pole with with trophies. But I don't. I don't know. I think it's time to move on from him. Also, if provided we can get some get a replacement for him, sort of a young a young right footed center back that you know would maybe be able to be developed. There were rumors of Evan and Dicka, but it looks like he might be going from Frankfurt to uh to Italy to Roma. So I think that, that might be all but wrapped up according to reports out of Italy. But nonetheless, we, we got to get a replacement for him. And uh one of I I, th- I foresee one of Enketia or Baligan actually going and being sold. It might be Enketia for all we know. Because uh you know Baligan would be a good one to keep. He could I would rather let go of Enketia than let go of Baligan. Because in Ketia, we could probably fetch a 20 million, a 20 million fee for him, or at very minimum, 15, 17 and a half million pounds for him. So, and you're getting a good striker on your hands, possibly get 25 out of it. If we can get 25 for him, that's we'll be saving five or 10 million on what we would have made off Balligan. But it's all about if Balligan wants to stay and be fine with FA Cup and, uh, you know, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, and a rotational piece in the other two competitions. It's up to him, which I don't think that's what he'll I don't think he'll go for that. He's he's mentioned and he mentioned in an interview yesterday, you know, he's looking to play more. He's looking to start. He's ready to start. And he's right. He's ready. He's just not ready for Arsenal. So. If we can find a way to to get him committed and on board with that rotational piece in Europe and the Premier League and while also, you know, playing all the FA Cup and Carabao Cup games, that would be. Great, great bit of business by Edu and Arteta and try and sell off in Ketia while bringing in Havertz. I think it'd be really good. Jesus will be with Havertz coming in. Jesus will be able to provide depth all across the front line, left, right and down the center, of course. And uh, and Havertz would probably play in that that false nine ish role, sort of like Lacazette did with us the year before last. But the difference between him and Lacazette is he's got fucking legs and he can move, but he can link play just as good if not better than Lacazette 
And judging off Lacazette's last year there, he he can finish a lot better than Lacazette. So I think it would be an upgrade. And he'll he'll make everybody around him better. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Havertz in an Arsenal uniform if that's due to happen. So it, from all reports, it seems like it's close. And uh, that's another one that we'll be waiting until after the international break to really get a resolution to. So hopefully we can see something on that front. But I think he'll do really well. He'll provide depth across the whole front line, just like Jesus would. And he would also be able to slot in in the eight roll if we're facing some teams that we know we're really going to dominate the ball against and have about 60, 65% possession. He could slot into that eight roll and, you know, we would, we would do really well. So. What else on Arsenal that I could think of? Touched on the players leaving. And they're supposed to be coming over. Yeah, they're supposed to be coming. Arsenal's supposed to be coming over to face the MLS All-Stars in a couple, either next, I think next month. Yeah, next month. Sometime in July, I want to say, or very late, very late June. They're going to have problems in that game. (laughs) Because these goals that these guys in the MLS are scoring are fucking nuts, man. These guys are banging them in, pause, banging them in from 20, 30 yards out, curling them in for 20, 30 yards out, bicycle kicks. It's insane. There's a lot of attacking talent here in the MLS. And uh, let me get this damn. We'll be returning. So we've been returned. But that's going to be a fun game to watch because I don't think Arsenal will probably, they're probably not going to play their big dogs. They're going to play, you know, your Bolligans and uh, your Matt Turners, you know, sort of the, the beat, not B teamish, but your the rotational pieces will be we'll sprinkle in a couple of the top of the line starters, but they're gonna have problems with the MLS. I don't know if I, I doubt Messi will will be in be a part of that. I highly doubt it. But uh who's and Me- of course Messi just signed with Inter Miami. That's gonna be major. Yeah, Honey scored a hat. He was nuts, man. That's what I was saying earlier. Uh, you know, he should be getting a look to play for Germany. They don't have a damn striker. They've got Werner. He's dog shit. Uh, Havertz is a good player, but he needs some rotation. Heine can do do a job in Germany. So look here. He's doing this in the MLS. Granted, the competition level is a little lower, but his team level and talent level is also lower. So it's somewhat, it's not relative. I can't say it's relative. But just imagine how good he'll be when he gets around a team like Germany with all the technical skills that all those players have, the creators that they'll have for him, and him to be able to play striker and sort of roam around there, he'll do bits for them. He'll score goals like hell for Germany. You know, he's clinical. That's what they need. They're, they're lacking that. They haven't had a clinical finisher since Klose left. You know, Mueller, he can't play that role anymore. He's getting up there in age. He's somewhat clinical. But that's what they're lacking right now. They just lost to fucking Poland. And drew against Ukraine when they were down three three nil, so they've had a terrible international break these last two these last this last week or so. So I think they could use Mukhtar. You know he's a good player, very good player. I'm surprised that he there hasn't been more uh, more news about him getting a transfer out. I guess he's he must be very content in Nashville and not wanting to go back to Europe. Honestly, which is good. That's good for Nashville FC. Is good for the MLS. He's a very good player. So, but I'm pretty sure he's declared for for Germany. He's from Sudan. 
He's he, he's I ain't going to say he's from Sudan, but he's he's got Sudan and German parents. So, you know, he, he should. But yeah, we're about to about to wrap this bad boy up. We'll play one more song here soon. It was a great show. Thanks for all the viewers. Thanks for all the commenters. Make sure y'all like and subscribe. Like the video on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe on Twitch. Any donations are appreciated. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, at TFTV Sports, Instagram, TFTV.sports. Y'all give us a follow. Appreciate all y'all support. You got he's here to stay. He's 28, too old for your. He ain't too old for Europe, man. He could put over and get a three-year contract. Has he he might be able to play for the US, but has he got a cap for he hasn't got a cap for Germany yet on the international level. So he should be able to to play for the US. But hell, you see Bali and he might not start. You know, they act like Pulisic hung the moon. That but uh the US got Captain America, man. They got four Fularan Balligan playing striker. So maybe, and I don't see them playing. They might play with a 10, but he's got to beat out Reyna for that position. Yeah, he's got to beat out Reyna for that position. With Germany, he would probably play as a striker. But for the U.S., he would play as an attacking mid. Germany plays with a false nine. They don't They don't have a striker. They'll, they'll put an attacking midfielder there to link play and everything. But for the U.S., they don't do that. They play with Balligan. But I don't see him starting over Reyna with the you know the politics surrounding Reyna, especially with the new coach coming back. So that that him and Reyna fell out. So maybe there's a possibility there. I'd love to see it. But I think him. So you would have a front line of Pulisic, Mukhtar, Balligan, and who would be on the right? Who would be on the right? I'd like to see Aaron's. Aronson, the guy that plays for Leeds and the attack in midfield. Have Pulisic, Mukhtar, and, and the cat from Leeds. Wea plays on the right. Yeah, he's not. I don't he's not dynamic enough. He's not dynamic enough. If I were them, I would have either I mean Wea can do a job, but Pulisic, Mukhtar is of course if he can find a way to get capped for the US and get a citizenship. Mukhtar. And either Wea or uh, Brendan Aarons, it's either Aarons or Aronson on the right behind Bolligan and just have them rotate and just, just have, let them just get the keys. Let them free roam and just combine behind Bolligan and let Bolligan run in behind when there's space because, you know, they're not going to dominate possession, and dominate games, but there'll be plenty of space for Bolligan and Pulisic to run into. So if you have those three creative guys behind Bolligan, you can set up chop behind them. Two defensive mids. And and just let them do their thing. And the U.S. would be very good with that. Very good. Be fun to see. I'm just happy for the U.S. men's national team that they finally have a striker that's clinical, that's young, and man, he's going he's gonna to do great. Balligan is going to do amazing for the U.S., I think. He's already scored his first goal. It only took him two games. So I mean, he's, he's a really, really, really good player. Of course, I'm a little biased because he plays for Arsenal, but I think he'll do well for the U.S. Let's see. I think that'll be it. Let's go ahead and play some tunes to, to sign out. Appreciate you, Austin. Appreciate all the commenters, all the followers and the subscribers on uh, Twitch, YouTube, 
And anybody that joined us, what else were we on? We were on Facebook. Anybody that joined us on Facebook also. Yeah, they have been doing really well in the Diamond. I'm going to have to watch them more. Definitely. They play Wednesday against Montreal. I'm definitely be watching that game. So, we'll see. Appreciate you. Let's play some tunes. Let's get on out of here. For sure, man. Hit me up. Hit me up. DM me or something.